Shabbat Shalom, everyone. As most of you know, it's been a busy, complicated couple weeks for me, but I managed to cobble together a message, and hopefully we can all get something out of this. Um, a while back, I read a study on the importance of names and what they mean, the, the true meanings behind like the Hebrew names. I'm not talking about English names, although those are important too, and they all play a role. But names are important, um, as... Yahweh's Restoration Ministry knows names are very important. And um, not only are they used to give yourself an identity or give anybody an identity, but it also gives you an ability to be called on. It gives you the ability to call on somebody. It's hard to call on somebody when you don't know their name, right? It allows for a more personal connection. If you walk into a room full of people and I shout, Alan, everybody's going to look. But Alan's going to give me his specific attention. So rather than go shouting out in the wilderness, in the dark, taking a shot in the dark, it's good to know somebody's name, and it's good to know what these names mean. Long story short, names are important, and to trivialize them is a foolish thing to do. And that's what we see a lot of in the world today. We see, oh, his name doesn't matter, or he knows who I mean, or you know, things of that nature. But the truth is... The Bible makes it very clear that names are important. It's a messaging system. The scripture has got a messaging system built in. And it's not just simply a collection of books penned by dozens of authors over the course of over a thousand years. The Bible's an integrated whole. It bears evidence of intelligent engineering in every single detail. It's common, it's a common belief that it's foolish to get in real deep to scripture because we don't really know what it all means and we won't know until Messiah returns to hold our hand and guide us through everything. But that's simply not true. We know that when he comes, you know, when the millennium comes, when Yahshua returns, we will get the who's who and the what's what and everything will be crystal clear and there won't be any more gray areas, no more controversy, no more questions. It'll all be crystal clear. However, we can still extract some incredible truths from Scripture. And uh, that's what I'm going to touch on today. Proverbs 25.2 tells us that the glory of Elohim to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out such a matter. It's easy to dismiss this as colorful exaggeration or as, you know, just... Poet, it's, it's in the Proverbs after all, so it's just poetic, right? Well, Matthew 5 tells us, think not, or 5.17 through 18, Think not that I have not come to destroy the Torah and the prophets. I have not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot, not one tittle shall in wise pass from the law until all be fulfilled. And I know most of you know this, but there may be some that don't. A jot and a tittle is the equivalent of the dotting of an I or the crossing of a T. So of every letter, according to the Messiah, every single letter is important to the salvation message. How much more so are names important to the salvation message? There's an example I want to give you. It can be seen in Genesis chapter 5. And uh, I want you guys to go ahead and turn there. I read along, but I also have it up on the slides because, I don't know, I like to have it up there for those online. Maybe they don't have one of the scriptures or whatever. I don't want anybody to have an excuse. 
This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that Elohim created man, he made him in the likeness of Elohim. He created them male and female. He blessed them and called them mankind. And that the day where they were created, and Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. After he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he had sons and daughters. So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Seth lived 105 years and begot Enosh. After he begot Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Enosh lived 90 years and begat Canaan. After he begat Canaan, Enosh lived 815 years, had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Canaan lived 70 years and begat Mahalel. After he begot Mahalel, Canaan lived 840 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Canaan were 910 years, and he died. Mahalel lived 65 years and begot Jared. After he begot Jared, Mahalel lived 830 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalel were 895 years, and he died. Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 and had 800 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with Elohim 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with Elohim, and he was not, for Elohim took him. Methuselah lived 187 years and begot Lamech. After he begot Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. Lamech lived 182 years and had a son. And he called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which Yahweh has cursed. After he begat Noah, Lamech lived 595 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, A lot of times, this is one of those chapters that we kind of read in Genesis, and we just try to get it over with. It's like a little mini book of numbers, you know, when you so-and-so begot so-and-so, and so-and-so begot so-and-so. And it seems a little monotonous and tedious. But as Proverbs tells us, it is the glory of Yahweh to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search it out. And there is nothing, not a single word, that is in scriptures by accident. The meaning of proper names can be a difficult pursuit a lot of times, honestly, since a direct translation is not often readily available, and even conventional Hebrew lexicons can prove a little bit disappointing. But if you study the roots of these words, the roots of these names, what the names come from, you can get some fascinating insights. There are many study aids that you can get, such as lexicons that can prove a little bit superficial when dealing with proper nouns. However, views concerning the meanings of original roots are not free of controversy in variant readings. So if you're looking into this, don't be surprised if you see, depending on where you look, you may see slightly different variations. But generally speaking, it's all the same. So let's look at an example really quickly. Methuselah comes from muth, a root that means death. 
and from shalach, which means to bring or to send forth. The name Methuselah means his death shall bring. Methuselah's father was given a prophecy of the coming great flood, and it was apparently told that as long as he and his son was alive, the judgment of the flood would be withheld. But as soon as he died, the flood would be sent forth. And indeed, the year Methuselah died, the flood came. Methuselah was 187 when he had Lamech. He lived 782 years more. Lamech had Noah when he was 182, as told in Genesis 5.25 and through 28. The flood came in Noah's 600th year, as it tells us in Genesis 7, 6, and 11. 600 plus 182 is 782, and the year of Lamech is the year Methuselah died. It's interesting that Methuselah's life, in effect, was a symbol of Yahweh's mercy in the stalling of the flood. Therefore, it's fitting that his life is the oldest in the Bible, speaking of the extensiveness of Yahweh's mercy. If there's such significance in Methuselah's name, let's go through these other names mentioned and see what meanings lie behind them. Adam. The name means man. Pretty simple. As the first man, that seems straightforward enough. I think that's a good start. Every, every story has got to start somewhere. Seth. Adam's son's name was Seth, which means appointed. Eve said, For Yahweh hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Enosh, Seth's son, was called Enosh, which means mortal, frail, or miserable. It is from the root Anash, to be incurable, a word used of a wound, grief, woe, sickness, or wickedness. And it was in the days of Enosh, of Enosh that men began to defile the name of Yahweh. Canaan. I got the wrong page here. Anyway, Enosh's son was named Canaan which can mean sorrow, dirge, or elegy. The precise uh, denotation is somewhat elusive. Some story aids unfortunately presume that Canaan is synonymous with, with Canaan. Balaam, looking down from the heights of Moab, uses a pun upon the name of the Kenites when he prophesies their destruction. We have no real idea as to why these names are chosen for their children. Often, they're reference and circumstances to their birth or situations that they're in. Mahalel. Kenan's son was Mahalel from Mahalal, which means blessed or praise, and El, which is simply a title meaning mighty one, a short form. Thus, Mahalel means the blessed Elohim. Often Hebrew names include El, short form for Elohim is Daniel, Elohim is my judge, etc. Jared, Mahalel's son, from the verb yarad, which means shall come down. Enoch. Jared's son was named Enoch, which means teaching or commencement. He was the first of four generations of preachers. In fact, one of the earliest recorded prophecies was by Enoch, which amazingly enough details the second coming of Messiah, although it is quoted in the book of Jude in the New Testament. Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, Yahweh cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are wicked among them, all their wicked deeds which they have wickedly committed, and all of their hard speeches which wicked sinners have spoken against. And that's from Jude, verses 14 and 15. Methuselah. Enoch was the father of Methuselah, who we have already mentioned. 
Enoch walked with Yahweh after he begat Methuselah. Apparently, Enoch received the prophecy of the great flood and was told that as long as his son was alive, the judgment of the flood would be withheld. The year Methuselah died, the flood came. Enoch was translated, and this is, a, this is just a little caveat here. The RSB in the notes says Elohim took him. Hebrews 11.5 says that Enoch was translated or transferred that he should not see death. The Greek word translated is metatethemi, which means carried over, and it is how it is used in Acts 7.16 when Jacob died in Egypt and was carried over to Sechem to be buried. The tense is conditional future so that he should not die. Later in Hebrews 11.13, Enoch is included with the other saints of Hebrews 11 as having died and not yet received the promise of everlasting life. I only bring this up because a lot of people get confused with Enoch. They assume he's still floating around in a whirlwind up there somewhere. And that's just confusing and not accurate. Moving on. Lamech. Methuselah's son was named Lamech, a root still evidently still evident today in our own English word lament or lamentation. Lamech suggests despairing. And finally, we come to Noah, which is derived from Nahem to bring relief or comfort, as Lamech himself explains in Genesis 5.29. Now, I know this seems like, what is, you know, what, what is he getting at? But if you really pay attention, if you really put all this together, and I'm going to try to make this as easy as possible for everybody, I've got a nice little chart here. So here we have the Hebrew names, Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. And then we have the English meanings on the side. So take a little mental note of this. Because the next slide we're going to put all this together. Okay? Man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed Elohim shall come down teaching. His death shall bring the despairing rest. So in the meanings of the names, through the genealogy from Adam to Noah, Yahweh has put in the meaning of the names the salvation message in a brief snippet. And if you really look into it, there's more that you can look into this, honestly. However, I just refuse to believe that a group of random writers and authors pieced together this book over the course of over a thousand years with little to no contact with each other and still managed to write a hidden message in the names of those involved about an event that wouldn't happen for thousands of years. It just seems a little unlikely to me. The Bible's an integrated message system, the product of Yahweh's own engineering. Every number, every place, every name, every detail, and every jot and tittle is there for our learning, our discovery, and our amazement. I hope that you look into this more. There's a lot to see in the names of people, in the names of places, in the names of things. A lot of times things seem just surface deep, but there's no such thing as surface deep in Scripture unless you want it to be that way. So with that, I pray that you, this has been a blessing to you, and may Yahweh bless.